This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 38. The Cubs fail in Philly. Don't forget to download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook. Email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, happy Sunday. We just uh, watched the uh, Cubs drop a series to the Phillies on this beautiful Sunday. How you doing so far? I'm holding up. I mean, obviously, this was the road trip from hell, nine games of misery. And so uh, thankfully it's over and the Cubs come back home. Limping back home is the way to kind of put it. Yeah, I'm sure that plane ride is not going to be very fun. And uh, mercifully, I guess they get uh, Monday off and then they'll get uh, the Mets coming into town on Tuesday. But let's uh, rewind for everybody. Let's talk about game number one, Marcus Stroman on the bump for the Cubs. Yeah, the Stro Show versus Ranger Suarez, and the Cubs win this one 10 to 1. Remember, Stroman, uh, he, he just had a great bounce back performance, the one we were hoping for after that rough short outing against the Twins last weekend. Went six innings pitch, gave up three hits, one run, and two walks with four Ks. He gave up only one hit, Dustin, after the first inning. He picked up his eighth quality start of the season. He's tied for the most in the majors, so. Yeah, he definitely gives you an opportunity every time he gets out there, right? You're always going to be in a game for the most part with Marcus Stroman on the bump. Right, six innings consistently. I mean, it's just quality start after quality start. Just not a lot to show for it, but uh, happy to see that. You know, you got a little nervous after that Minnesota, you know, uh, he got shelled pretty good there. And so good to see him give the bullpen some uh, length out of it and, and, and have a really good start. So I was happy about that. Amen. Nico Horner is back in the lineup. He makes his impact felt early on in this game with the Cubs up 2-1 to one in the second inning after a two-run single by Nicky Magical. Nico hit a double that drove in two more runs to give the Cubs a 4-1 lead. He would add another two-run double in the fifth that clunked off the glove of former Cub Nick Castellanos. The four RBIs for Nico tied a career high as he went three for six. Saya, Gomes, and Magical all went two for four. Christopher Morell went one for four with two RBIs and a home run. I should just put that on repeat so I don't have to keep saying it. And then the Cubs <laughs> scored 10 runs on 12 hits, 18 total bases, did leave 11 men on base, and went 3 for 14 with runners in scoring position. But that victory ended their season-high five-game losing streak. So good yeah, to that see was the one. Offense, that was one they had to have, right? They had to have that, especially with uh, Stroman on the mound. So it was really good. You felt fantastic seeing the offense, Nick Madrigal, back kind of the old how he goes the Cubs go as far as uh uh 
that went, I'm sorry, Nico Horner, not Nick Madrigal. And, um, yeah, but it was good to see Nick Madrigal get a couple hits, too. I mean, some people uh, wanted him shipped out of town, right? Maybe get rid yeah. of him. But, yeah. Uh, he's doing well, all right. Right, right. And and so, you know, you, you felt good after that because you said, okay, well, you got that one and you still got Justin Steele coming up. One thing that was interesting is Nick Birdie came into garbage time in the ninth inning with the Cubs way up. He gave up no hits, no runs, one walk, and one strikeout. That strikeout was against our old friend Kyle Schwarber with a pitch that hit 101 on the gun. That was the fastest Cubs pitch since Aroldis Chapman in Game 7 of 2016. Yeah, so, see, that's crazy. Yeah, that, I, that, that pops, right? That pops at you, literally and figuratively, um, that that's the fastest pitch since Game 7 of the World Series. Right, and that's been the problem with the Cubs is you got all these guys that are kind of pitching to contact and, and you don't have the flamethrowers that you see in a lot of these other bullpens. And so I guess that's kind of why I want Nick Birdie to have more chances. Are there going to be bumps in the road? Yes, there are going to be bumps in the road with some of these young guys, but, but there's a lot of upside with them as well. Yeah, they, they, they listen, they could do a whole lot worse than Nick Birdie. Everybody at this point needs a chance. This bullpen is an absolute mess right now. Yep, game two, you want to talk about a mess. Jameson Tyone versus Aaron Nola. The Cubs lose 12-3. to If you wanted your Saturday freed up, Jameson made sure that happened as he was bad right away. He made up his fourth start back from the IL He's had, when he had a groin issue, and it's just been an absolute struggle. He gave up six runs in the first inning, a grand slam. Did you not predict that grand slam happening when he loaded the bases and Schwarber? Oh, of up? course. I mean, Schwarber <laughs> just absolutely destroyed that baseball. Absolutely destroyed it. You leave a hanging curveball to Kyle Schwarber, and that's what's going to happen. A two-run homer to Cody Clemens. Clemens actually pitched the night before, position yeah. player pitch, and he didn't look like his dad, but he also hits better than his dad. Uh, the Cubs were down six nothing after the first after the first inning. When asked about what was going on, Tyone said, being on a new team in a new place, you want to prove that I deserve to be here and I'm a good player. So far, I haven't had that opportunity to show that. It's been pretty crappy feeling, and obviously when you're pitching, you're out there by yourself, it's not fun, but you have no choice but to punch back. Pick yourself up, find a way to punch back. He's not made it out of the fifth inning in any of his four starts since coming out of the IL. So, yeah. I don't know, Dustin. He's been really... He, he, he's been disappointing, doesn't look right, doesn't seem to know where the ball is going. Um, I, I, it's like his confidence is absolutely shaken right now. And, and everyone's trying to figure it out. The numbers don't look absolutely awful. He just, just every time he gets two strikes, he can't finish it. It, it just it comes out to be a mess. And at every time when you think he might get off the hook and everything's going to be okay, just the worst possible situation happens. And... I don't know if he, he has something wrong with him, if he needs a stint on the IL, go to Iowa, work it back. We'll see what happens. But right now, every time it's almost a guaranteed loss. It is pretty – he hasn't won one start this year. He hasn't – the Cubs have not won, won a single game that he has started all year. And big so old it, zero. Yeah, big old zero. At this point, you know, you just wonder how long this can keep going. They're going to keep working it. Uh, Rucker, Estrada, Fulmer, and Birdie came out of the pen to pick up the slack. The only reliever to not give up a run was Jeremiah Estrada, who went 1.1 innings, gave up zero runs, zero uh, hits, one walk, and had three Ks. Rucker gave up two runs. Fulmer gave up one run. And Birdie gave up one run as well. He gave up a leadoff triple to Garrett Stubbs, who scored on a wild pitch. But then he settled down and got a flyout and two strikeouts and once again throwing that heat. So 
you know, just, just kind of something to keep in the back of your head. The offense, though, looked anemic. Horner, Hap, Suzuki, Mancini, and Wisdom were all hitless. Uh, Dansby Swanson hit two a uh, two-run homer, and on repeat, Christopher Morrell hit a solo home run. <laughs> In his 10 games this season, Christopher Morrell is batting 381, 16 for 42 with three doubles, seven home runs, 13 RBIs, 14 runs scored, a 409 on base percentage, a 952 slug. Since May 9th, Dustin, his first game of the season, he is tied for the major league lead in homers with Aaron Judge and extra base hits. Morrell scored at least one run in each of his first 10 games this season. The only other Cub to do that since 1900, Hank Sauer, who was originally the original Mr. Cub, MVP, 1954. He held the streak for 13 games. What's more, Morrell has also recorded at least one hit and one run in 10 consecutive games. He's a 13th Cub to have a, game, a streak of 10 games or longer with a hit or a run. The last Cub to do it? Mark DeRosa, May 9th yeah, to the that? 19th, 2008. Morrell is the only Cub in franchise history since 1901 to hold such a streak from the start of the season. Yep, it keeps making you wonder what if, what if, what if he had been here from the start, but maybe they knew what they were doing. They got him uh, everything he needed and then some, and he's been able to bring it up here. Now they just got to figure out where to play him every day because his defense little bit uh, a little bit shaky and you know Crawley you mentioned about the offense right the offense broke they struck out 13 times on Saturday as a team 13 we keep we keep talking about these numbers and again like you know I get it if you're a team full of power hitters you take a look at you know the team that usually when Philly has everybody healthy and you take a look at like Castellanos and Schwarber and Bryce Harper uh, who's the usual first baseman name skipping me injured his knee um but when you look at that, those are a lot of guys that swing really hard. You know what I mean? The Cubs don't have a lot of power hitters, but they're striking out a lot, and that's what's driving me nuts. Super frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. And it would continue as we get into Game 3, Crawley. Justin Steele versus Taiwan Walker. Justin Steele after the flu game, right? A la the jo Michael Jordan. He was back to his all-star looking <laughs> ways after a touch of the flu in Houston. He went six innings, gave it four hits, one walk, and six Ks. Got in a little trouble in a few innings. In the second with two on and one out, but was able to get a couple of ground outs to get out of the win inning. He gave out a two-out double to Dalton Guthrie, but was able to get Trey Turner to ground out. And then he gave up a leadoff double to Nick Castellano in the sixth, but the next batter, Bryce, and, uh, Bryce Harper, flied out to Seiya Suzuki, who threw a strike to third, and Castellanos was out. Man, so that was a laser the, beam, man. That was a laser beam throw. Right. That was the first out, and it was at third base, which you never, never do. So, you know, hey, uh, it, it was great to see Justin Steele looking like his normal self. Just did a fantastic job. Now – on the offense, once again, that word non-existent against Taiwan Walker, who came into the game with an ERA over five. He held the Cubs to only two hits over 5.2 innings. He had three walks and three Ks. Cubs helped him out with some sloppy base running. They got picked off twice. In the second, Mike Talkman was caught off first on a back pick by JT Real Muto. And in the fourth, Dansby Swanson singled, but was picked off by Taiwan Walker. Cubs had their best chance to score in the six, and I thought maybe this is the one where they break it open, right? Nico, you know, with one out, Nico draws a walk, reaches second on a throwing error, and uh, and then Dansby walks. You got guys at first and second with one out, but Hap flied out and Seah struck out to end the inning. 
Christopher Morrell on repeat, hitting a solo home run, this time in the ninth off former Cubs closer Craig Kimbrell to get a Cubs a third hit and keep his homer streak going and to keep the Cubs from getting shut out. But that was the only run the Cubs would score. Uh, Justin's... Uh, during Justin's last inning of the six, so I thought this was interesting. Jeremiah Estrada was up and throwing first, right, in the pen. But then he sat down and Alzali got back up. He was the first one to come out of the pen. He got the first out, but then gave up a double to Edmundo Sosa. Then pitch hitter Bryson Stott hit a two-run homer, his first as a pitch hitter, and the Cubs were down 2 nothing. We talked about this in the last episode, Dustin. You know, some of this is Ross's fault. Some of it's on the players. This is not on Ross. I mean, you sit no, there. No, that's and, not on Ross. That, no. I, that's, that is not on Ross. I will not blame David Ross for that. But I do have a question because when I was watching that part of the game, Crowley, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you might have the answer. What was going on with that arm sling or brace or whatever? What was that, what was that all about? They made him take it off. Ross had to come out and say, what's going on? What, what, what was that about? I have no idea. I saw him kind of playing around with it in the uh, bullpen when he was warming up, and then right, I didn't and then, think it was and a then big he came deal. out. Yeah he, yeah, he came out and had it on his arm, but then the umpires made him take it off. I wasn't I haven't quite heard sure anything about it yet. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I didn't see anything on on social media either about it. So I don't, I don't know, know if, if that it... played a role, like the the umpire taking him out of his rhythm, perhaps, or making him not feel as confident because that was not on his uh on his person anymore i just i don't i don't know i don't know too you you wonder if like you said if it was the ups or if it was the opposing manager playing a little gamesmanship getting right, in his head a little gamesmanship yep. don't know mm-hmm. but you know i i just i know hind you know this this is what joe madden who's going to be at club 400 uh tickets go on sale this friday but joe madden used to call outcome bias we know what happened and we know that it was bad he you know he gave up the home run I do wonder what would have happened if Jeremiah Estrada would have kept throwing in the seventh and gotten out there. You know what I mean? Yep. Just just curious to see what would have happened. But would have, could have, should have. But you, you didn't win. It was an awful road trip. Now, let, let's be realistic here. The Two Cubs and seven, played, Crowley. That, that's, that's about as bad as it could get. Right. Keep in mind, you did have a flu bug going in there. You had three playoff teams that you had to face. And the Cubs were not a playoff team. They're trying to get there, but you can see they're falling short here. And to me, this was always a concern we talked about in all offseason, where the run's going to come from. We've talked about it on the show. You don't win many games scoring only one run, and you're just putting a tremendous amount of pressure on the bullpen all the time, striking out this much, leaving all these men on base. And, and so that's where you have zero margin for error, right? You, you can't sit there, and every little mistake that you make gets magnified because you just don't have the opportunity to do anything. You, and so that's just the frustrating thing. You just aren't scoring enough runs. You'll, you do this all the time. You score 10 runs, 12 runs, 13 runs. And then the next couple of games, you get one or two runs. And again, uh, some of those will come in garbage time. You know what I mean? When you got some, you know, some bum reliever out there on the opposing team. So right. um, I, I, I would say that I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that, you know, the Cubs are going to come home. And you got, it's not like the stretch gets much easier, but at least they're home and hopefully they can, you know, get some home cooking going. Right. That'll be on uh, Tuesday. Monday is a day off. Drew Smiley will throw on Tuesday. We're going to preview that for you guys in just a second. 